All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. And those of you joining us this early Sunday morning here in Scottsdale, Arizona, Scott Strandy with you here. 9 a.m. recording time today for a very special reason. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful palatial estate we call Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I didn't realize Colorado was in the desert, but, you know, hey. <laughs> Beating me up over that, you know we. No, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. Absolutely, <laughs> stop. Yeah, right. That'll happen. Uh, anyway, That'll folks, happen. let's start off right there because if you uh, if you are not familiar with us, we uh, formed our company. We are still the heart of the desert Southwest here in Phoenix, Arizona, covering uh, Arizona and Nevada as we always have. However, we have made the announcement this week that we are growing a little bit we're expanding we're going to cover colorado and take in the avalanche the eagles du pioneers colorado college tigers air force falcons um scott has figured out a way to clone himself (laughs) exactly you know what uh paul i'm just trying to look ahead to the future because i think uh i think things are going to explode here uh over the last five years they certainly have and i think over the next five they're going to explode as well this however is the pandemic playoff podcast which focuses on the nhl um we both have had our moments you're you're a little um how how should i say it not quite as volatile as me Uh, you're cranky but i get a little volatile when my team loses and 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 kudos to you for for just making it just a little cranky uh the golden knights were eliminated on monday night um anybody that listens to the podcast know that uh i was a little frustrated with their efforts the last game or two um i'm over it uh, Paul's You're team, not. the New York Islanders. You're not over it. <laughs> Paul's team, the New York Islanders, uh, suffered just a heartbreaking loss to end their season um, in, in a very tough battle. Paul, I'm going to start out right now by saying that the New York Islanders, uh, to me, are are just the epitome of class because they fought to the very end. They were the number six seed coming into the, the Eastern Conference uh, tournament, if you will, for the Stanley Cup. And... Uh, they never gave up. That team is a is a group of fighters, and, and if you know anything about Barry Trotz, you know that uh, any team he puts on the ice will be that way. Um, so we're going to talk just briefly about that. Then we're going to bring in a special guest today, and the reason that we're doing a 9 a.m. recording instead of a live show at 6 p.m. Pacific time is because we have a special guest that's going to join us from Sweden in about 8, 10 minutes from now. Um He's a Scottsdale kid. He's uh, what I'm calling him, the newest Arizona professional hockey player. So in just a few minutes, we'll bring him on and and let him talk a little bit about uh, professional hockey in Sweden. But, Paul, take it away for a minute and give us a quick recap of uh, your New York Islanders. Well, listen, you know, did I want a game seven? Of course I did, because that was the only way they would have had a chance to win the series after being down three games to one. But this team really is the epitome of team uh they really do need all the pieces uh, and, and even with a few pieces being missing uh they uh, probably were outmanned on 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 Thursday night uh, even with that uh, you know I'm sitting there and and you know as fans, when you get into a building, you'll sit there and, and scream out, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. And, I mean, if I was going to complain about anything, that's the thing I would complain about about this team is they don't shoot the puck enough, especially late in the game, especially on a power play, especially uh, in overtime where, as you see, the, the shot that ended the series was not exactly uh, – you wouldn't put it up there as textbook. Except, of course, it was a textbook goal because you threw it to the front of the net and it found its way in. And that's what you're supposed to do, especially in overtime. Uh, I am sure that Brock Nelson is going to see that breakaway, that shorthanded breakaway in overtime in his nightmares. And, you know, I'm not a player at that level, and I never was. Uh, people who are at a higher level of playing than, than, than I could ever imagine being 
uh, when I discussed it with them over the last few days, uh, they're, you know, they're telling me, nope, you'll never, it'll haunt you. Even if you come back, even if the Islanders come back next year and win the cup and Brock Nelson gets the Conn Smythe uh, as the MVP, he still, uh, he'll remember more details about missing that breakaway than he does winning the cup. Yeah, I mean, that's and, uh, that's a fact. It, th- those types of things are missed opportunities that, that you wonder if you're ever going to get back. And I think that's why it sticks with you is because uh, you're there, you're so close, and you wonder, will this be – was that my only shot? Because you well, never saying, know, right? But And, and I'm, so I'm saying that the discussion included – I said uh, it'll be in his nightmares unless they win a cup or he wins a cup. And the response back to me is, no, that will always be there. That's right. That That's exactly it. That, that even if they win a cup, even oh, if, yeah. if, even if yeah. Brock Nelson wins a cup, yep. and, and, you, and, and that quote-unquote nightmare eases a little bit, it's still going to be there. Okay. Um, and the, 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 the fact of the matter is, I'm no. Fans will remember too, but they'll remember this as an Islander fan in a positive manner. Will we be frustrated by it? Yes. Are we upset? Are we angry that our team didn't? Angry is not the right word. But, you know, considering that that's the first time in 27 years they made the conference finals, you know. Um, Tampa Bay is a good team. Victor Hedman is just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. We've uh, said that over and over again. Last week, but, oh, <laughs> my Lord. Um, it's funny because you, you, your buddy Cap, mine too, uh, we were talking uh, during the week uh, about those kinds and of And players. you're mentioning Cap Carey from uh, – Cap Carey, yeah, from Waterdale. From Potsdam. Yeah, okay. yeah, we won't talk about where he was before that, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know – there was a little bit of chatter in Islanders Twitter. Uh, wow, why? Man, maybe we should have taken Hedman. Maybe no. That, 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 listen, uh, nobody could argue with them taking John Tavares. Okay, as the number one pick that year, uh, Victor Hedman was the number two pick by Tampa Bay that year. Um, I don't remember who. Uh, was the pick ahead of Drew Doughty of the Kings. But Cap says, you know, Drew Doughty ended up being the best player and you would take him if you were starting over again. But, yeah, you you would take him if, okay? But when you're in that position and you need a quote-unquote face of the franchise and you need a star, okay, defensemen take a while. Yeah. Even the great defensemen. Yeah, yes. Okay? And the Islanders were desperate – and I know there was a hair of maybe we take Hedman talk. That was never going to happen. It was John Tavares. And you can't – that's that's not the right kind of hindsight in 2020, you know. Uh, but he's just a stud. Like I said, I can't remember. Was it Stamkos the year that the, Lightning, that the Kings took Drew Doughty? I could look it up, but yeah, no, that's yeah. It. I, it may I have think been, it was Stamkos. I, I, that sounds familiar, but – Ironically. Anyway – we get your point. Um, the Islanders are out. Our Golden Knights uh, from the Desert Southwest, and I said Desert. I'm still saying that for a moment. Uh, the Desert Southwest are out. We are now Ice Time Hockey SW. We've always been Ice Time Hockey SW. That's what I mean. But, but for, for, for corporate purposes, we had to add the Desert. Um, that's another whole other story we don't need to go into. But no. for corporate purposes, that had to be uh, had to be the word used. So uh, it Hopefully there'll be no confusion. We are IcetimeHockeySW.com. You can find us anywhere on the web, the international web. And speaking of international, we're going to go to our guest here in just a minute. We're going to take a two-minute break. We're going to come back, and we're going to introduce you folks to uh, the newest professional hockey player from Arizona, Joey Strada, is going to join us in uh, two minutes. So Paul and I will be right back. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. 
Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, welcome back. Pandemic Playoff Podcast. Uh, recording a little early today, folks, for a very special reason. That very special reason is joining us now all the way across the ocean in Sweden, Joey Strada, the Scottsdale native and the newest professional hockey player from the state of Arizona. Joey, Scott, and Paul with you. Thanks for joining us, and how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, we, we bumped things up a little bit because it's, what, a little after 6 p.m. Uh, where you're at right now, correct? Yes, yeah, 6.14. Ah, very nice. Okay, so um, when I started this Just company, so you know, Joey, hold on a second, Scott. Yeah. Just so Joey knows, yeah. I would have been a, I'd be a lot happier if last night was Game Seven and not Game One. He just has to know where I'm coming from. <laughs> okay, yeah, I before, stole a lot of games left. Before I jump into that, Joey, tell us who you told me you picked to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I got Dallas in in six games. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to jump into my lead-in here just for a minute. But uh, when I started this company, Joey, uh, six years ago, um, I watched you play hockey for the uh, the Phoenix Junior Coyotes back in 2014-15. And, and I was bouncing around going like, I'd been in Arizona for a number of years, and I said, uh, is hockey real here? And uh, watching you play with that 16U AAA team where you played 46 games and put up something like – 53 points. Um, I said, you know what? Hockey's exploding in the desert Southwest and we need to start providing some coverage. So congratulations to you for driving me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, so let's start right there, Joey. Tell us a little bit about growing up in Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, playing for the Phoenix junior coyotes as your hockey career started to kick off. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was good. Um, so I got my I got my first pair of rollerblades when I was about six. So I started playing roller hockey before I played ice. And then I wanted to take it more seriously, so I started playing house hockey at the ice den. And then, you know, just worked my way up 
and played there until I was 16. And I loved it. I mean, hockey obviously wasn't the, the big sport in Arizona. It was always baseball or whatever. But I always loved hockey because it was a fast-paced game. And, you know, it's just it's the best sport in the world. So um, it was awesome playing in Arizona. And, you know, hopefully I could play there someday again. But, yeah, I loved it. Okay, so so growing up, um, I'm I'm sure you remember uh, probably got your rollerblades from behind the mask and Randy Axelby and all the stuff that he's done uh, for oh, hockey yeah. <laughs> for hockey out here. But you also, by being a part of the Junior Coyotes, you had a chance to to see professional hockey players at their finest. There were so many guys that put their time in there. Um, throw out a couple of guys that maybe coached you or had some influence that were either former Coyotes or uh, or, or guys that were going in other parts of professional hockey. Who, who made the difference for you as you started your uh, ice career? Yeah, I had um, I had a few coaches that played in the NHL. I had Brian Savage coach me for a while, and I played with his kid, Ryan, obviously. He's at Miami now. And um, I played for Steve Sullivan, too. Obviously, everyone knows him. Um, I, played for, I played with Ulf Samuelson and his kid for a little bit. Um, but then they, they moved around all the time. So he was my coach for a few years. Um, Did he Derek, teach you a few tricks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody knew how, knows how old played, they know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. but And then um, also Derek King, his son DJ, played for NTDP program for a while. So I had a lot of NHL icons around me, and, you know, obviously they helped – they helped my game as the years went on. Okay, right down the street from me, if you uh, are familiar with Scottsdale, Arizona, you did play 11 games of Arizona high school hockey at Horizon. Uh, I go past there quite frequently uh, on my daily adventures around. Um, tell us about Arizona high school hockey because when I first started this as well, Joey, people were all over me. They're going like, you have to cover high school hockey. I'm going like, I'd love to but it's just getting too big. It's too spread out. I don't have enough people or resources to do it adequately, but tell us about just that touch of 11 games with Horizon. Yeah, uh, it was my freshman year, and the only, the actual, the only reason I was allowed to play high school hockey was because that year I didn't make the U16 team, and I played, that's when I played for Steve Sullivan, was on like the AA, like U15 team. So I was allowed to play high school hockey, and I play for Horizon with um, I play with two other guys that played um, AAA hockey too, and it was it was fun. I mean, obviously it's not the same as like you know Minnesota high school hockey and all the other states, but it was fun. And, and no, there's some good players in there, and yeah, I loved I loved playing for my school and stuff like that. I wish I would have. Sometimes I wish I would have grown up in Minnesota and played in front of those fans and stuff because <laughs> playing for your school is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, I grew up in northern Minnesota, and just a little background on me, I played in the uh, the last high school team that played outdoor hockey games. Um, so we had a combined school district of about uh, 2,000 in each town, and we played our games outdoor. So, uh, yeah, there were some good times and there were some bad times, but that's many moons ago. Um, I'm going to let Paul jump in here in just a minute, but I want to lead him into uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota, and the NAHL and uh, let you tell us just a little bit about how you ended up there. That's not too terribly far from where I grew up in northern Minnesota, but uh, tell us about Aberdeen because you you flourished, to say the least, there. Yeah, um, Aberdeen, it's a, it's a small town, a lot of farmers. It's a lot, it's a lot different than Scottsdale, Arizona, but <laughs> I, was, I was there for three years. I, uh, so I, I, went to, uh, I went to national camp, and... Um, I didn't get drafted by any USHL teams, but Waterloo found me. So I went to Waterloo's camp, uh, didn't make the team. And then Aberdeen called me and they were like, Hey, if, if you don't make Waterloo, we would love to have you. So ultimately I didn't make Waterloo and I went to Aberdeen and the rest is kind of history. I loved it there. I love my coaches, you know, Scott Langer, uh, Anthony bone. And then my last year there, we had Michael Hill as an assistant coach. They were they were unreal coaches and they really they really helped me get to where I am now and you know I loved it there obviously uh, two years ago we won the championship there which was great bringing the first championship to Aberdeen and the you know the best thing about that was the fans because 
we had about we had about 1500 fans every night at our home games and they were crazy i mean we would have away fans like teams in our other division come to our games and they were like <laughs> they would tell me they're like your fans are ruthless and they they <laughs> just loved us <laughs> yeah they loved us so i, I love that kind of I like that culture and stuff. So it was it was awesome playing. There. I miss it every day. Paul, Paul, I, I got one more. Can I get go ahead, one? Because obviously, Paul. I just wanted to say, yeah. Uh, you know, as long as it doesn't get across a certain line, <laughs> I, I don't want the, my fellow fans to be nice to the opposing fans. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. I, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I feel the same this way. Is, this is not the uh, this is not the hospitality suite at the hotel. This is, yeah, this is this hockey. Is hockey this is Let's hockey. go. Exactly. Like I said, as long as it doesn't cross a certain line, I don't have to be nice to you. I have to be nice to you, but I don't have to be nice to you. I don't yeah, have to say, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, uh, oh, you guys made it good. No, 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 I don't have to. No, uh, Joey, I don't Joey have to, yeah. that's, a, that's a New Yorker coming out in them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that, though. That's awesome. Uh, but I want to just quite, and I know Paul's got a ton of questions, but I just wanted to throw this out because if you search, search uh, YouTube, you will find some some great celebration videos of yours, um, and, and you can see just how much you love playing there. I'm going to run down a couple of stats just real quick so people understand that, that you put up some numbers there. I mean, uh, I'm looking through your stats right now, and I see 31 points, 53 points. That championship year, 60 points in the regular season. I mean um, – you were a prolific scorer. There's no doubt about it. And for anybody that's ever seen you or met you, they know that you're not the uh, the most imposing figure on the ice, but you get it done, right? Yeah. Yeah, obviously I'm not the biggest, but, um, you know, hockey's kind of – I feel like hockey's kind of shifting that way. To, it's it's getting a little more skilled and, you know, and, and yeah, in Aberdeen, I, I play with a bunch of great players and, and my, our coaches let us – he – he he always emphasized emphasized defense, but when we got in, when we had like offensive chances, he wanted us to do whatever we wanted. So I had a lot of freedom there, and I think that's what kind of you know let me get a lot of points while I was there. But yeah, I was uh, I played with some good guys too, so you know it was it was easy making passes to those guys I could put in the back of the net. All right, Paul. Okay, so. Uh, I had a I have a friend of mine that uh, uh, took uh, kind of the route that you took. Uh, he ended up playing professional hockey uh, in Italy, and I the, one of the, the things I used to ask him about all the time. And I don't know when you got to Sweden, uh, but I was always curious because the cultures are so different. Uh, what mm-hmm. has hit you right away? about being where you are as compared to – I mean, we know Scottsdale to Aberdeen is a completely different atmosphere and uh, Des Moines a different atmosphere. Uh, what was the first thing that – when you kind of got over, you know, when you kind of got yourself settled in, like I said, I don't know how long you've been there. What's the first thing that hit you about uh, being in Sweden and, 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 and playing hockey there? Um, I think I'd say just the people, I mean, everyone is, everyone's really nice here and it seems like all the Swedes are a little less judgmental than like people in, you know, in America. It's, it's, it's crazy there. And and, yeah, but, (laughs) but it's like, it's a, it's a simple lifestyle here and, you know, everyone's kind of, I feel like more equal. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's different. Like, before I came here, I looked up like stuff about sweet, like how Swedish people are and stuff. Right. And like, they don't care if you're rich or you're poor, like they just like you for who you are. So, you know, everyone's been, I, cause I live with a, a Swedish guy. He's, he's from Stockholm. So right. we live together and, and, you know, it's a little different, but I, um, it's cool here. It's, I actually went to the grocery store today and I didn't know you had to buy bags. You had to like buy certain <laughs> bags. So like, my food went through the the scanner and I went over there and there was no bags. And I was like, I was like, where are the bags? And she's like, no, you, you have to buy them. So I bought, I bought some paper bags cause the plastic bags are more expensive because obviously they right. don't want you to, to buy the plastic bag. So, you know, everything's a little different and I got here about four days ago. So I'm still learning. Oh wow. You're, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got here. Yeah. Pretty recently. So, but, but yeah, everything's, everything's a little different, but it's, it's still similar 
in the same way. Uh, so the jet lag hasn't caught up to you yet? Uh, well, we had a preseason game yesterday, and I kind of oh. felt it during the game. So <laughs> that was a little tough. My legs were dead, but, you know, hopefully by next game I'll be I'll be a little more energized. Uh, what right. was it like? What it was like to play on okay. the big ice? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I so I got traded to Waterloo last year, uh, right towards the end of the season, and we had Waterloo had the big ice. We were the oh, really? only team okay. in the league in the USHL that had the big ice. So I played, I played in there for a little bit, but it's uh, it's good. I I, I personally like the big ice because you, you got more time to make plays, and you know, down below the nets, you, it's there's just so much room. So. I like the big ice, but obviously stamina wise, you you got to skate a lot more, so that's kind of tough. But I'm sure as I uh, as I get going here in the season, I'll get more used to it. All right. Okay, so so I was going to ask you what uh, I'm looking at the pronunciation of the team that you play for. Is that the name of the team, or is that the city that you're uh, you're playing for? In in Lynn Lovins, is that correct or close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynn Lovins IF. Um, that's the team name, and we live in Lindensburg. Okay. So Lindensburg is the town. G- give us a feel for the level of hockey. I, I know you've just been there a few days and-, and just played that one exhibition game, but what's the level of hockey like? What would you compare it to after one game? Um, well, we actually we played a pretty good team in this league, so it was it was pretty tough. Um but it's it's a lot more skilled, I'd say, than than like junior hockey in America. Not as much, you know, grinding, get the puck in deep and go hit a guy. It's more like everybody wants to make plays. So it's it's really fast and like in like instead of like a defenseman like, you know, trying to hit you and like just just, you know, send you on the ice, he actually wants to take the puck away from you and go up and make a play. So it's it's a little different, you know. But I just say it's a little less physical and, and a lot faster of hockey and more skilled, more playmaking. Okay, so uh, w- when you play that style on the big ice sheet, um, obviously that would benefit somebody with speed and skill like yourself, I'm guessing. But uh, did you have to make any adjustments or are you making adjustments to that style or did those few games in Waterloo already adjust your style? Yeah, it, it kind of adjusted my style already. I mean, um, I, I thought I played pretty good yesterday. I didn't get any points, but I was making plays, and I, I've kind of adjusted to it already. But, you know, it just, I just got to get chemistry with my line mates and stuff. But once that all happens, I mean, I think it, it should be a good year because, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's huge ice. So you have a lot of time to make plays, and you go cross ice a lot. Like you come in on a three-on-two one guy drives the middle and you hit the guy far side and he's wide open because it's so big. So it's, it's pretty nice. Okay. So this is a kind of the question that we ask, or at least I do. And I don't know if people get bored with the question or not. Um, But uh, I ask the players because I get almost one answer and 180 degree answer. Uh, some players don't watch any hockey outside of when they're playing. Uh, I assume, and Scott says that you have been eating up these playoffs. Is that true? Yeah, I have. I have been watching the playoffs, but it, it kind of it's tough because the time difference is so crazy here that like the games are on at two a.m. here, so I'm sleeping. So I haven't been able to watch the last couple games. But like this morning, I watched the highlights from last night's game. But but yeah, when I was in Arizona, I, I follow hockey. I love watching hockey. All right. Now, is it, is it too obvious to say that you're a Coyotes guy, or did you follow players more than teams? Well, I was actually born in Chicago, so I'm a Hawks fan. But, I mean, I like the Coyotes, but I, I've been cheering for the Hawks, and obviously these last couple of years they haven't been too good, so – Ah, you got enough sucks. wins. Don't, I can't. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna feel true. sorry for anybody that's been a Blackhawks fan because they won. They won three times in five years or six years. Yeah, ain't nobody true. gonna feel sorry for there. You go. <laughs> as, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick back step, and then we're gonna get back to Sweden for you. But um, you won the championship at Aberdeen, and, and winning any championship is is special, right? Uh, that's the NHL championship. Um, 
then you made the move to Des Moines and played in the USHL. But your numbers, uh, even at, I guess we'd call it a higher level, didn't really drop off, and your games played didn't really drop off. So first of all, two-part question, how are you staying so healthy at your size? And number two is, how are you continuing to score at every level you go to? Um, I think with the, the like healthiness, I think, I don't know, I, I, I like to keep my head up. So, I mean, especially like in the, in the null, I got, I, I, guys would come after me a lot. So I had to keep my head up and obviously that helps with, with dodging hits and such like that. But I mean, I've gotten hit like crazy, but over the last couple of years, I've never knock on wood, but I've never really had any bad injuries. I think I've missed like one, one game because of my shoulder, but um, I've gotten very lucky over the years and I'm not sure why that is, but I'm happy for it, obviously. And the, uh, the second question I think it's just kind of adapting to like the style of the game. Like when you get to a new level, like the USHL, you gotta you gotta be ready because USHL was a lot faster, and you know it was it was a lot less physical and it was a lot younger too. You have O twos, O threes in this league, you know, trying to trying to get drafted in a couple years. So they're they're trying to make plays, and I play with some great players that are committed to Minnesota and Northeastern and might get drafted. So the numbers help with playing with those guys, but you just gotta, you gotta know where you're, what kind of style you're playing and you got to adapt to it and, and change your game around it if you need to. Yeah, that's really well said because uh, I think a lot of players, Joey, personally, what I've seen over my 50 plus years of watching, uh, watching hockey and, and playing hockey is that some of the players just don't adapt um, they have their one style, and if it, if it fits their game, they flourish. But if they don't adapt, they just don't seem to be able to fit. And I think you probably have seen that as well. Um, so in Sweden, what's the goal? What do you want to do there? Uh, how do you want to make your life in Sweden propel you forward? I mean, I, I have a lot of I have a lot of time here in Sweden. I have. You know, and I uh, I have a lot more time on my hands than I did back home because I have, you know, I got my friends back home and just more distractions. So out here, I could I could skate a lot more, work out a lot more, and and just get better at the game. And obviously, the ultimate goal is to is to make money playing what I love. So yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes from here. But I love it here so far, and I just you know I'm I'm hoping this next year I could really get better you know, and help my game and, and just have time on the ice. Cause we have our rink is open all day and we practice at five. So if I wake up at nine, I could go to the rink at 10, stay there till 12, whatever, come home, nap, and then go to practice again and just keep doing that and working out and stuff. So I think all this, all this time and ice could really help my game moving forward. Uh, Joey, how, how did they, when did they contact you and, 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 and how did that come about? Because uh, the, these kinds of things, sometimes they pop up out of the blue. Uh, obviously, they had some people looking at you or at least uh, video of you. How did this all come about? Yeah, so I, uh, I talked to my agent about it or my advisor, agent, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. And then he, he kind of had contacts out here. So he contacted a bunch of teams and, and they, they, all they really had on me was video. So they went back to the, and watch games of me in the USHL and, and in the NAL and stuff. And then, you know, this team loved me and um, me and my agent thought it'd be a good fit because they play a, a hockey style kind of similar to my game. They want to make plays. They want to score goals and stuff. So it, it took a couple months over the summer to get it all figured out. But I mean, yeah, it's, if, you know, if a team wants you, they'll find you. And it's just, it's a little tougher because they got to watch video on you. So they kind of take right. a, you know, like a, a chance because they don't really, kn they haven't never seen you play in person. Right. That's why when you get here, you got to kind of prove yourself and show them who you are. Um, some leagues, uh, ha as far as I know, or at least they used to, have a, a certain limit on uh foreign players uh, does does the league that you're in have one of those 
Um, I'm not sure, but I am the only American on my team. Yeah, every that single guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know there's I know there's other Americans in the league, but nobody okay. on my team. Have, have they asked you all the obvious questions? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, all the guys always ask me about America, and right. you know, with everything going on there right now, they're like just asking me questions about it, and I tell them. So it's it's kind of fun, you know, answering those I'm, questions. I'm not even asking that. Like, I mean, some of them have to know where you're from. You know, where you grew up most of the time, even though you're from Chicago. You were born in like Scottsdale, Arizona. They play hockey. There. <laughs> you got to get yeah, all those questions, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. And they, they asked me about, you know, like I told them I played in South Dakota and some of them don't even <laughs> never even heard of it. And I'm like, what? yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's it's funny. Yeah, it's definitely it's a good time. So, so Joey, let me ask you this. Uh, we've all been going through this six months of pandemic, and I'm sure it hit you like it hit everybody else. It kind of put everything in an upheaval. But one of the things that we've heard, and I, I believe it to be true, is that Sweden really handled the pandemic differently than almost every other country. And a lot of the NHL players, I know Oliver ekman Larson went home and, and, and Kevin ekman Larson went home and they, they practiced and played there because they could. Um, is, is that really the way it's been? And have you seen differences in the way uh, the U.S. And, and Sweden, without getting too political, have handled uh, uh, the, the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, they, they have never worn masks here once. They've never changed their lifestyle um, really at all, I guess. They just it's, – it's totally different from America. I mean, you go into a restaurant or – whatever a bar grocery store you there's just a lot of people in there no masks no nothing so i mean i i'm not sure why that is maybe you know i i don't know but it seems that it it's worked out for them because it seems everyone's still healthy and doing well so let me ask you this i know you haven't been there long but um there's a lot of talented players and a lot of connections to Arizona. Well, like I said, with Oliver ekman Larson and Victor Soderstrom and some of the guys like that. Um, give us a perspective. Like when you're in Sweden, uh, it, it's still a large country, but do you get to rub elbows with these international hockey players? Or do you think you will, I should say, is probably a better question. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, this is a, this is a small town, but I mean, a lot of these guys, like there's there's one of my teammates that's really good friends with like Adam Boquist, defenseman for Chicago. You guys know, I'm sure. Sure. Um, but but yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys played with with all these these pros like Elias Pettersson, and you know they they grew up with all these guys, so it's kind of cool. Like they talk about them, and like you know I see they follow them on Instagram, they comment on their pictures, so it's like it's pretty cool that I'm playing with these guys that know these NHL stars. Paul, you got another one for, uh, the, uh, for the, the 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 one thing that uh, as I as I look over the the the, the roster here because you know you know the, the 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 way pro sports works over in Europe is 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 much much different. Um, you got some guys in this team that are a little older than you, Joey. Uh, have any of those guys talked to you and given you any advice about playing in that team? Um, yeah, a little bit, but I mean. You know, the older guys are, they're a little more quiet than the young guys are. You know, they're more, you know, obviously they they have families and stuff. So it's just, it's a little different when you got 35 year old guy and then a 20 year old. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but I mean, it's fun. And obviously I talked to them and they introduced themselves and, you know, told me about the league, how long they've been here. But yeah, it's, it's definitely different. It's a little different in the locker room, but you know, half the time, they're speaking Swedish, so I have no idea what to <laughs> <laughs> You know, That's so I right. just Listen. sit there and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Listen, Joey, I have a, I, I have, I have kids ranging from uh, 26 to, to 16, and I'm speaking the same language as they are, and they don't understand me two thirds of the time anyway. So <laughs> that that's not. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and Joey, the obvious question also is that when we watch European hockey style, we know about the big rink, we know about the, the style of play, but uh, anybody that's ever seen a European game knows the jerseys are a little bit different. Same way there, are you covered with advertising from head to toe? Oh, yeah, we got ads on our helmets, pants, jerseys, socks, everywhere. 
So it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of helps, it helps them with, uh, how they get paid and stuff. So, it, um, so there's, a, there's actually one team in the league that, that might not be able to play because they don't, they don't get sponsors and they're only allowed to have 50 fans here. So oh. they're not really getting, wow. they're not getting money from sponsors or fans. So it's kind of tough for them to, you know, keep the, the team with, with jerseys and food and whatever. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool. Like yesterday, I was looking at myself in the glass, and I was like, "Geez, I got all these <laughs> advertisements on me." But it's kind of cool. I like the style of it. Yeah. Tell us, tell like us a little bit about, yeah, tell us a little bit about the number of games you'll play and stuff. Because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Cody Williams, but he played uh, at UNLV on their uh, ACHA Division One team, and then made the jump to. Um, Italy, I think, or France, one of the two. Uh, and and one of the things that he told us when I had him on the show is he said well, there was only like a 20-game schedule. What, what's your schedule game like and, and practice the schedule ratio? Yeah, um, so the season started a little late. So I think, I think we're only going to play like 30 to 35 games this season, which is obviously weird because in the NAL and the USHL, we were playing 60. But, um, you know, that just makes every game a little more important, I guess. And the games, the games are in the middle of the week, like random days. Like in junior hockey, it's only Friday, Saturday, and then you practice the whole week. But here, it's you know it's pro now, so you play random nights. But yeah, I think we're only gonna have like thirty to thirty-five, thirty to thirty-five games, and then um, playoff starts like mid-March. Okay, yeah, the league that the league that you're in, do they do what the soccer leagues do with the relegation moving up and down? Uh, what do you mean? Well, if you finish like, and this is this is the easiest, the the Premier League soccer. If you're in the if you finish in the last two spots in the standings, you move down a level. Oh yeah 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 yeah, and you can move up too if you do. Yeah, if you do well, right? Um, because uh, I don't know. Sure. I don't know if every league is the same. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know some leagues do that because my my roommate was talking about that. How there was, I think maybe the league above us. So it goes our league and then it goes Alvenskin and then it goes SHL. So I think there's some teams maybe in the higher leagues that can move up to the SHL or there's SHL teams that could move down the league, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Final one for me, Joey. And uh, we thank you for joining us uh, because I know it's a a big jump from there. And and I appreciate it. I reached out to you and and you responded. I wasn't sure if you were still here in the States or if you were over there, but uh, only being in Sweden four days, we really appreciate having you on and we hope we'll get you on again. But uh, my final question to you is uh, tell us about where you see yourself growing or or over the next three to five years. How do you want to move up your game? I know you want to play in, and make real money playing the game that you love. But uh, how do you see yourself progressing if everything goes as you plan it? I mean, I, I, I just I got to work on obviously my weaknesses in my game. But I mean, the SHL is kind of the the kind of the real uh, the real goal because you know there's guy the SHL is like the real deal and and obviously I'd love to come back and play in the states. So I think the I think getting to the the league above or the shl would be you know like the best case because there's some real stars in the shl and um a lot of teams a lot of like nhl draft picks send their guys to go play in the shl and then come back and play for them so you know i i think just working on my my weaknesses in my game and you know i'm, I'm hopeful that i can you know make it to obviously the nhl is where i want to be but yeah, I mean, the next three to five years is pretty important for me. So we'll uh, we'll go from here. All right, Paul, you got one more to wrap it up. Right, well, Joey? listen, uh, you know, we'll be keeping up with you. We'll 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 take a look. And I know Scott is the more uh, outgoing of the two of us, and so I'm sure that he'll keep in touch. And <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, we'll we'll like I said, we'll be rooting for you even here on Long Island. So. Uh, you know, we'll we'll be keeping our eye on you, and we want to wish you uh, nothing but the best. And thanks for coming on, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, you know, like I said, good luck in the upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, thank thank you guys so much, and thanks for having me. This was 
It's first time on a podcast, so this is fun. <laughs> it's not going to be your last, buddy, because I'll keep uh, I'll keep <laughs> bugging you. I appreciate you coming on. Good luck in your game and your seasons. And, and like I said, uh, thank you for driving me because uh, watching you play uh, in the 2013, 14, 15 seasons, uh, that's what told me that that not only you and Austin Matthews and, and guys like that, but uh, there is hockey in the desert southwest, and it's flourishing. It's going to continue to flourish, so – Thanks for being one of the guys that drove me to do what I do. Of course. Thank you guys again. All right. That's Joey Strada joining us from uh, not Scottsdale, but Sweden. Uh, we appreciate his time and the uh, pandemic playoff podcast. We're going to take a quick break and Paul and I will be right back to uh, wrap up another episode. Hey, Michael here from M drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Castle, your guy? Big William Carlson band, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. All right, we're back. Another episode of the Pandemic Playoff Podcast. Every Sunday, we have a, uh, a great guest on. We had another great guest on today. Uh, but we talked NHL, professional hockey. Uh, this special podcast has three episodes left. It's great to have uh, a Scottsdale native on. Um, the nice part about it is, is that uh, – uh, there's so much professional hockey and Paul, the Stanley cup final got underway last night. Um, just your thoughts on Dallas and what they continue to do, because I think uh, when the Stanley cup tournament started this year, we all said, okay, I don't know about Dallas are old. They don't look uh, very interested. We said the same thing about St. Louis, but they just keep continuing to get it done. Well, first of all, you know, let's not forget they were in that, group of four, so to speak, in the Western Conference that was in the top four. So it's not like they played those regular season games and just kind of was Montreal and was the 12th seed to get in. Okay, it's it, it's it's not like, uh, you know, they were an under 500 team and, and had no, I don't want to say credibility because that's probably not the right word. They just weren't a clear favorite like Colorado was or Vegas was or, or you know, going into the playoffs uh, and, and, and the round robin, the Flyers were, were hot and, and so forth and so on. So I, I don't want to – Dallas, it, it, it's clear they were overlooked. They've gotten great goaltending from Andahan Hudovan. And, and – once again, as we say every week on this, the goalie makes a difference. And that first two periods last night uh, were very much uh, a close 
tight checking game. There were not a lot of shots. Uh, I, I think Tampa Bay, it took them a while to kind of refocus after the conference finals. And if you were you know, listening to the broadcast last night, uh, with all the overtime games that Tampa Bay has played, that they've played more games than, than Dallas in terms of actual periods of play. Uh, and, you know, even after the game, the coach, like sometimes when you play that first game of a series, it kind of takes you a while to make the adjustments because you can't do on tape what you can do live. And yeah, in the point. third period, in the third period, Tampa Bay outshot Dallas 22 to 2. Now, that wasn't. Paul, you know what that was? That was salt in the wounds of the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, go on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm still thinking about Brock Nelson. So, um, <laughs> uh, and, and in that third period, uh, see, I thought it was a combination of Tampa Bay kind of figuring their things out. And Dallas, especially once they got a three-to-one a three to one lead, basically just said, we're just going to put five guys in front of the net like a cartoon and not let you get any shots that actually get a chance to go in. Because they basically collapsed their five guys into the front of the net to keep Tampa Bay and most of their shots from the outside. So it was a combination, I think, of those two things. And Dallas had the two-goal lead, and as the period went on, I'm, I'm not even sure Dallas was really interested in trying to score. They yeah. were just going to tell Tampa Bay, you're not scoring, and it doesn't matter because right. we're up two. Oh, playoff hockey. Playoff hockey, you got to love it. Um, and that's the way more, it looked look to me. There's more games coming up, but this is the unusual part of sports right now, Paul, and I want to get quickly to the uh, Coyotes and their new GM, too, before we uh, sign off for the day. But They signed uh, Zach? <laughs> no, no, they did not take Zach away from us yet. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, anyway, the, uh, the, uh, the view, the pandemic view, if you will, of professional sports right now has NHL hockey, has uh, NFL football, still has some NBA championship games going on, Major League Baseball. We've never experienced this ever. Uh, as a society where all these teams are playing. So there will be a back-to-back coming up in the, I, I think, as long as uh, the games continue on uh, in the Stanley Cup final, which is highly unusual. Again, both teams are in the bubble. So is it really a big deal? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but but that's different to say the least, correct? Uh, yeah, it's a little different. Uh, you know, a lot of this has to do with TV, of course. Uh, the the back to back. That's all we about. got now, folks. We don't have any fans. Well, it doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fans or no fans, it would still come down to TV. You're talking about uh, the scheduled games four and five, uh, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, NBC wants to put these games on at prime time, and no television show gets more viewers, at least in terms of uh, the old style broadcast TV or cable, than. Sunday night football. Uh, so they're not going to preempt that. I don't care, you know, uh, maybe for a moon landing they might, but that would be about it. <laughs> I don't even think so for that. <laughs> okay, well, you know, but I mean, you get the point. It would take yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, so, and like I said, there's no travel involved. So it's a little bit easier. And, and, and they, I don't know if I want to say they've made it a secret, so to speak, or, or an open secret. They want to get done, not yeah. just because – not just for, for anything else, you know, they, 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 the impact on next season. Uh, you know, they've been uh, – done a great job in the bubble and, and no positive COVID tests. And, you know, every day that you go on past when you have to, you're still running that risk because those guys still get tested every day and the people there are still getting tested every day. So, you know, the longer you go, the, 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 the further, you know, the, the, the more chances you take. And they have the draft coming up uh, October 6th. 
sixth and seventh. Is that the sixth and the seventh? And yep. free agency's coming up, and and then you, you know, got to get started on another season so you can eventually yeah, so, get back to normal, right? Right. So uh, the fact that they're playing in a back-to-back is, it, you know, it, it, like I said, at some point, it all has to do with TV, and you know, it's it's a situation where, uh, you know, I, you know, these guys want to get home too. Yeah. Well, that was evident, Paul. Paul, evident on Wednesday when I was able to to tune into the Zoom calls, uh, the media Zoom calls for the Vegas Golden Knights. There was so much relief. Um, let, let, let me say there was two things. There was a bit of realization about the opportunity missed, and almost every player that was on uh, discussed that, going like, hey, we had a really good team, and we realize now um, the opportunity that we missed. But also there was a real sense of relief. I think uh, if you just looked at the background on the Zoom call from Shea Theodore, uh, clearly was not in Vegas uh, <laughs> with the trees and the sky behind him, uh, the types of trees and skies behind him. He was, uh, I'm sure, in Canada, probably in BC at home. And it was just a thing of relief. Uh, Mark Stone, the same thing. Well, it, it had set in that uh, things were done now for this year and he realized what they missed and the opportunity they missed. But it was also the point of, hey, uh, 52 days or whatever Vegas was in the bubble um, was just starting to get to him, I think. Yeah, and, you know, like and you've seen lots of videos on social media. Matt Martin, well, the Islanders got to hold his child for the first time. Right, yes. You know, uh, his wife gave birth while while, while they were away. Uh, so it, it's, it, it's, you know, even I mean, obviously, the guys on the Stars and the Lightning will play every game like it's their last game because it's the finals. But um, that's going to be a little bit of a weird thing too when you watch the commissioner uh, give give the Stanley Cup to whoever wins, right? Um, and yeah, are they going to put in some artificial cooling? Maybe. I uh, uh, see it. And, and, and we can get into this next week if you want, depending on how this. I so think that uh, hockey fans are wrong for booing Gary Bettman. I do, too. I, I, I do, I too. Think it's, I think it's so short-sighted, uh, and I think that uh, they don't realize uh, that the, the his force of personality and when they hired him to push this game forward, he really has. Uh, and, 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 and it's and it's just become uh, I don't want to say a cliche to boo the commissioner but, when he gives out the Stanley has. Cup, but it has, but it has. and it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. You know, this is not the baseball commissioner who deserves every boo he gets. But that's this is not a baseball podcast, so we're not going to get into that. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit next week. Uh, yeah, be better if you disagreed with me, but. Uh, you know, you know, so maybe we'll find something. Okay, let me does. let me work on let me work on that for the week to come okay. up with a, an opposing opinion. Uh, um, I want to quickly wrap up, and we're running out of time. But uh, the Coyotes hired a, a new general manager. They got assistant GM from the St. Louis Blues and uh, Bill Armstrong. Um, Good luck to him. He's, he's, up, he's already at work. Good luck to him. Is is true? Uh, there were some comments, uh, as always, when. Commissioner Bettman uh, takes questions at the start of the Stanley Cup final the other day. Uh, obviously, the question of finances, again, cropped up for the Arizona Coyotes. And um, Gary Bettman gave him a stamp of approval that he thought this was the most solid ownership he's seen in Arizona, uh, maybe ever, and uh, that things were going to move the right direction. So if you can see me on this podcast, folks, fingers crossed, because we need the Arizona Coyotes to flourish be strong and stay here in the desert to continue to grow the game. That's all I'm going to say at this point on it. Let's uh, let's hope that things continue to move on and, and things continue to go the right direction. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that, Paul. Yes. Uh, man, oh man, uh, it, it's just it's so much fun to uh, to reach out to these guys like Joey Strada, our guest yep. today, and and have him jump on. I mean, I thought he might still be here in Scottsdale when I reached out to him and. Had no idea that he'd just gotten to uh, to Sweden, no, and, and, and for him to jump on and go, hey, so it's it's well worth it for us to move our podcast uh, nine hours, but 
people that normally listen to us live at, at 6 p.m. are be able to hear it live, or not live, but recorded at 6 p.m. So um, if you wanted to hear us live and you didn't, my apologies, but I thought it was well worth it. What a great, well-spoken kid. Uh, again, he's had some ups and downs as uh, as anybody does in their life. And uh, one of the things that I took away, probably the biggest thing I took away from the conversation was he said in Sweden he felt like they were non-judgmental. Uh, here in the United States, and without getting political on this, uh, right now our country, in my estimation, Paul, is in upheaval. Uh, there's so many divisions and so many different things from Black Lives Matters to political preferences, you name it. And uh, it seems like everywhere you go, there's somebody judging you for what you do or say or don't do or say. And See, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that he's 5'3", <laughs> and they judge him as not being able to play or not being able to to do no. what he has to do as a hockey. That's where I thought you were going. So uh, No, clear, clearly that that's the case too. But I think in the style of playing Sweden, they know that he can play and keep up with the game. I don't think that's going to be an issue for Joey Strada. But, uh, you know, just the fact that you, you know, you hear so many things and, and just like that country over there, uh, uh, so many players went there during the pandemic from the United States and said, we're going, we're going to go to Sweden because they seem to, have things under control. Uh, I don't know what they did or didn't do, and that's a whole other topic. But I thought that was really cool that he said, you know, they're non-judgmental. They don't care how much money you have or don't have. Uh, they just look at you as another person, and uh, and that's the way our society needs to go. I'm off my soapbox. It's up to you, buddy, to take us away, and uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers will do so at the very end. The Pandemic Playoff Podcast on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network is brought to you by Bell Ford, presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. See the new line of 2021 Ford cars and trucks in person or at bellford.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle and keep your bar stocked for the playoff push. Buy summer skates. Show your playoff passion and style with koozies and summer shoes personalized or with your favorite player's name and number at summerskates.com or you can get them through our website at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner to be the best you have to beat the best and no one beats jesse ray's barbecue in las vegas call them at 1-702-541-5546 championship taste for a championship run jessieraysbarbecue.com and by m drive presenting partner of what drives you Trying to watch all the games, M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. The Pandemic Playoff Podcasts and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are usually live on the Podbean app and are available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. Now also available on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. The Pandemic Playoff Podcasts and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well said, my friend. A couple of quick comments. We do want to thank uh, our special guest, Joey Strada, the Scottsdale native now in uh, in Sweden, playing for Lindlovens IF of the Swedish Hockey League. Um, I guess not the SHL. It's a, a lower level, but he def- does, uh, does have aspirations of moving up that uh levels i should say in uh, in sweden so thanks to joy for joining us thanks to paul hornstein as always for joining us and bringing it uh, earlier than normal today about uh, nine hours earlier than our normal show but uh, six hours earlier for him or whatever i don't know I, every, everything's screwed up paul as you know me in time zones uh do want to mention also that we are expanding as as i have uh for uh for our coverage into uh, Colorado and New Mexico, we had a great guest on this week from El Paso, Texas. So who knows, Paul? I mean, we're, we're spreading around. I know hockey is back, but we saw some action uh, in, uh, in in different parts of the, the uh, Southwest. So we're making progress. We'll be back uh, next week. Join us again on Monday for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, Tuesday, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and uh, Wednesday for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. So for Joey Strada. Paul Hornstein, Scott Strandy saying goodnight from Scottsdale, Arizona.